You're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And Will. How are you guys? I'm doing good. A little bit rushed to get here, but other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. Well, you said you were rushed. Well, we've we've been waiting for you yep. for quite a while. Yep. So we, we were supposed to record at 2. It's currently one nineteen. Okay, I'm not who you're referring to when you say we, yeah. but we... That's his pronoun. We, the, <laughs> no. the four of us in the we podcast. We three room. were here. Way, way, way. Jeremy calls me. I've got a million things to do. He's like, I need you to get here as soon as as possible. It's like the bat signal goes up. It's time to podcast. Yeah, I'm like, there's there's a microphone in the sky. I'm like, there's really something serious happened here at the church. Yeah, yeah. It was this podcast. I we take this seriously, and we, I mean, the three that were here on time. Um, so <laughs> well, since I was gonna be late, I brought you guys Kidoba. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, man. Yeah. That really I just nice. wanted to be too bad. Half of us are allergic. Well, I know. Mm. Well, I, I I know that you're allergic to glutens and whatever, but and I lack self control, so now I'm well, I'm just in real trouble. It's worth it. I promise. It, it really is. Whatever. It's not worth it. Your body, it's <laughs> worth it. Oh gosh, I feel oh But I was God, obligated God, to get Kidoba because God. this episode is brought to you by Kidoba. Mm, it is Kidoba Mexican cuisine. I prefer Chipotle, Made actually. Fast. Try their new surf and turf bowl with steak and shrimp. Ooh, fast and casual. With the new mango salsa, seasonal only. Mm. Okay. All right, that's our plug. We can continue on with the show now. So it's been a little while since we've been together. It has. I've missed y'all. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I dropped my you food. haven't been out doing things with your book friends? Yes, that's exactly what has been. Yes. Yeah. His book buddies is what I call yeah. them. No. Which, you don't want to know what I call it. Which, them. by the way, you can order the latest book at realchurchvoices.com. Real ch- Voices? I was trying to say it. What's it called again? Realchurchvoices.com. Oh, man. That's a great website. Go check it out. <laughs> Is it? Support me and Is it a website? Heather's husband. <laughs> and, and Olivia. I prefer to support Olivia. Yeah. So, so anyway. I was at this big cigar event of course last you weekend. Were. Um, which your husband was supposed to go to, I know. and he didn't show up. Yeah. And they did this like raffle thing, yeah. and there was like this really nice prize. And the winner was Jason Cooker, not Jason Cook, Jason Cooker. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't for my husband. So and there was, was a like, cooker there. Man, that's so close. But not quite. But your husband wasn't there. No, he wasn't. So we got a great show today, and a better a great joke. A, no a show. Oh, sorry. I thought you said we've got a great joke today. We got some of those too. I'm having issues hearing today. It seems like I'm. <laughs> it's true. I had we were having this issue earlier. I was mishearing words that mm-hmm, you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. Uh, we uh, had a question submitted, and um, we're going to cover it today. So the question. Who asked the question? We CJ. got their name. Didn't we? CJ Hanley. Hey, CJ. CJ, howdy. Great question. Great question, yeah. Phenomenal. Sometimes we get cruddy ones from Jeremy's friends. Um, <laughs> His name is Phil, and he gives great questions. <laughs> Phil, I love your questions. Well, But he is my friend. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So the question is, it's kind of two questions. Do, all, do you all believe that the modern church has replaced Israel as God's chosen people? And subsequently, what is God's plan for Israel in the future? Ooh, great question. So, um... I want to say this. I think what he is describing is called replacement theology. And I think replacement theology is not good. 
Yeah, it's dangerous because it see it if you believe in replacement theology, you're you're really seeing God doing something with a nation and then like slamming on the brakes and then doing something with the church. And being like, you know what, Israel, if you're not gonna repent, I'm just gonna choose somebody else. Right. And that's these that's, Gentiles. That seems out of character for the Lord. That seems weird. Um but, but also, but also, um, I think I think the Bible makes it clear that uh, that not all Israel is Israel. And what? Yeah. So the nation of Israel um, is not just um, the people of God because they are ethnically Israel. The New Testament brings a ton of clarity to this. Um, if you are a dispensationalist, um, you're probably going to disagree with Jeremy and I mm-hmm. a lot um, on today's show. Um, I grew up as a dispensationalist. Jeremy, you grew up as Pagan. nothing. Yeah. Haven. So. <laughs> you barely grew up. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Um, but I grew up as a dispensationalist and changed my views from dispensationalism to covenantalism, which, uh, so my current view would be that, that the church, um, didn't begin on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, but the church began when God created humans. And so the, I would say the church are God's people of all times, places throughout history. Um, and so so Israel is the church, and the church is Israel. Um, Always. Yes. And, Sunday replaced. And non-ethnic uh, people who are not ethnically Jewish, Gentiles, who are saved by Jesus um, are spiritual Israel, is what the New Testament calls them. So it's because now there's neither Greek nor Jew. Right. Right. Exactly. And, um, and so just because... Someone is ethnically Jewish does not mean uh, that they are that they have favor with God or that they have eternal life. Um, now, most dispensationalists wouldn't say that all Jews are going to heaven um, or no. anything like that. But there they are say, some. They would say one hundred forty-four thousand are. There are some crazy Jews. Um, that, <laughs> crazy. This is no, dispensationalists. There's some crazy There's dispensationalists. Some crazy Jews too. I'm well, sure. Yeah, there are. There's some crazy dispensationalists <laughs> who say that all Jews are going to heaven just because they're Jews. Yeah. Um, which is which is dangerous uh, because then we're not just going to heaven by the work of Jesus, but also by our race or okay, ethnicity. So, but they get that by saying all of Israel will be saved when Scripture says that. Yeah. But we we would say well all of Israel will be saved because Israel is the church. Which I mean we would say that Adam and Eve um, are they Israel or are they the church? So this is before Israel. Yes. <laughs> but, but so it's before the nation of Israel is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So for dispensationalists, how would you answer that? Um, so we would say that they are Israel and they are the Old Testament church. Yeah. I mean, the word Israel means God is victorious. And so God's victory and redemption of pulling man from sin has a spiritual connection um, for before the nation of Israel and even after the nation of Israel. I would even say the mission of Israel and the church are very much the same. It is it is disciple, it is evangelize. It's it's to it is to train your people in the way of the Lord. It's also to be a light on a hill. Uh, as Israel was now, we we will get into differ on why the church is able to reach the world better now than they were back then. Mm-hmm. I think that has to do with more eschatology type stuff. But but either way, we would say the mission is really the same. Yeah. So Heather, I'm curious. Yeah. Were you raised to like always like stand with Israel and the Star oh, of yeah. David and Oh yeah. Like I I remember like um, growing up in Podunk, Lincoln County. Like I remember my country preacher saying, like, if America ever turns on Israel, we're like, done. W- yeah, get we're your duds for. packed is what he would say. Like Jesus is coming back because America's get your turned duds on his packed? duds. duds. Oh. It's you like your, your your bags. Oh, okay. You know your duds. Get your duds. Your you don't know on. this phrase? No, that means something different. Um, where I was from so kind like of milk duds. But oh my gosh, so milk duds. All right, you've stop. never had milk That's... duds, like the candy. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. I was just saying it's spelled the same it, way. He's allergic. He's allergic. <laughs> Milk doesn't have gluten? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, I have to tell you something. When we moved into the house that, that my mom bought a house um, in 2002, and um, the woman who owned it left a lot of Christmas decorations, and she had this really funky Sir David star that lit up. Mm-hmm. And my mom hung that proudly in like our big huge bay window that everybody driving up and down the road to route 44 could see very clearly mm. um like it it was still so everyone would know that yeah the tomlins stand with jesus yeah and israel yeah so um we got, so there's gonna be a couple even david so okay. when you said i'm sure you read this out of one of your fancy theological books but when you had said you uh that not all of israel is israel you no. You said not Don't all. Don't come at me well, like that. No, no, I'm just saying. He said not all Israel's Israel. Where are you getting that from, Will Basham? I'm getting that from the Bible. Not what? A, well, I mean, that is a fancy Sorry, theological. Tim, Tim book. Allen is here helping us today. <laughs> yeah. So Paul be, goes into this. I'm gonna be Allen hot behind the wall. <laughs> That's okay. Paul goes into this in length um, in the Book of Romans. He deals with it a lot. Um, in chapter four, he talks specifically about Abraham, who's the father. Of the nation of Israel, so uh, we're actually preaching through Genesis right now. So this is really helpful. Abraham saved before the law, saved same way before, that we're saved, right? So, so Paul's case in, in chapter four is he sa- he says basically was Abram saved before or after his circumcision? I know you like to talk about circumcision. Oh bless, not again. Um, so, so what what he's using is using circumcision as an example of works, and he's saying so. It, was Abraham saved because he had the right response to God? And he's showing God's sovereign choice. And, of course, the answer is um, no. He wasn't saved because he did something. He was saved because God chose him and saved him. He believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so Abram, his name means father of a nation, and God tells him, I'm going to make of you a great nation, which is the the political, uh, literal nation of Israel. But he changes his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of many nations. He says, through this nation, um, you're gonna you're gonna bless the whole world. All nations will be blessed by this one nation. Now, how did how did Abraham's line bless the whole world? Well, Jesus comes through the line of, that's of Abraham, and so and that's what Paul, Paul Paul interprets it that way. Yes, and, and and thereby in the in the same chapter, in the exact same chapter, he says, so we are sons of Abraham, not by circumcision. Which what he means by that is is not because you are ethnically Jewish. So he says we're sons of Abraham, not by our ethnicity but if we follow in his footsteps of faith. And so he says we are sons and daughters of Israel if we have faith in Jesus. That's, That's his conclusion. And and so um you know and then and then there's a lot of talk in Galatians too about this um about the grafting in of the Gentiles into the family of God which is called Israel. Um and I think the theme that you see really throughout the narrative of scripture is um you do see this revelation of a nation in Genesis um Exodus and really, really most of the Old Testament, but but the the greater story is that God is bringing all nations into one yeah. eternal nation, the kingdom of Jesus. Yeah. So, which I would also be comfortable calling Israel. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to happen to all unbelieving Jews? I think they're going to go to hell. Like, yeah. Like any unbeliever. That's right. So, so I would say there's no. And again, I don't. It's really and, and and so I think the reason being is because there's this promise simply made again some of his I want to save all of Israel but if you see Israel's the church and church is Israel then you can see how yes we believe that as well and 
the Lord mm-hmm. says as much. And when, when he says in Ephesians 1 that before, you know, before the foundation of the world, right, he chose those to be in him, he doesn't have two groups of people that he's choosing for, uh, that he's going to declare and, and, and present as holy and blameless. It's one in, group of people before the foundation of the world, um, before Jew or Gentiles even made. Um, when you think of it in the scope of the whole world, though, it's interesting because, I mean, just think of it on a smaller scale. If someone in your family comes to Christ that you share the gospel with, um, praise God that you heard the gospel and believed so that you could share it with someone else who hears the gospel and believes. God's doing that same thing on a global scale. It's like there had to be there had to be chosen people yeah. who would who would represent um, the one true God to the world, and that was the chosen nation of Israel. It wasn't like he hated all other nations when Israel was established. Here's my other question: What percentage of do you have to be to be Jewish? I don't know. So this is what I'm asking. You mean to, to get because Jesus like, wasn't 100 Jewish. You mean to like get the blessing? Yeah, the blessing. Jesus wasn't 100 percent Jewish. No, if you look at his genealogy, there were non-Jews in his genealogy. Oh, okay. yeah. So what I'm saying is, given that we all came from, you know, I'm, the reason why I ask is like, mm-hmm. is Adam and Eve Jewish, or you know, is, is Noah Jewish? Uh, you know, at, at what at some point we come from of all the same lineage. Yeah. So I think I think. Yeah, like genetically, I you think you grew up in the dispensational stuff. So I'm curious, what? what would yeah, you I think? think I think genetically, like what what most dispensationalists would call Jewish would be like descendants of Abraham, the the patriarchs, the gotcha. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, um, and that's what the Pharisees said in Jesus's day. Like we are, we are the sons of Abraham. There was there was actually a great pride in that, and and that was part of their downfall. We are the sons of Abraham, who the promise was given to, um, and and what that led to was. Jesus even said when he cleansed the temple, this place was supposed to be a prayer for all nations, and you've made it a den of robbers. And and so they had yeah. become racist and and really exclusivist in the fact that they were proud of where they came from and they didn't care about other nations. And so Jesus says, I have sheep that are not of this fold, and I'm going to bring them in, talking about the Gentiles. So, so which saying is Father Abraham, he had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I'm, I'm one of them. So are you. So are you. So let's all praise the Lord, right? That song Lord. teaches a beautiful view of how we relate to Israel. You know, you re- if you're a dispensationalist, you shouldn't sing that song. Oh, that's a bad song. That's a covenantal song. That's a cuss song. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go that far. Well, if you're dispensationalist. I sang that in my dispensational church growing up. Did you? I didn't know what it meant because I didn't understand covenantalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So okay, but okay, okay. Will, what about all these land promises given to Israel? What God just gonna not do that? Boom. Well, I think it. I think He will do it in the new heavens and the new earth. Um, I think there is a literal fulfillment when Jesus returns. Um, we could probably do a whole other podcast on what heaven will be like, but we tend to think of heaven as being like the clouds, and I think heaven's going to be a a made new earth, um, a, a perfected earth. And so when when the new heavens, new earth are established, um, Bible even references New Jerusalem. I think there will be there will be land promises because the whole earth will be filled with God's glory. Um, but I think I think a lot of them are fulfilled. I mean, God did give land to Israel. Yeah. Um, they squandered it. They didn't hold up their end of covenants with the Lord. Um, but the Lord did grant them that. Well, and I think who who will have dominion over the the heavens and the earth. The Lord gives it to His people, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think just like all the covenants and all the promises foreshadow something greater, I think that foreshadows something greater. Yeah, I do too. I think the nation of Israel unto itself, it just as an ethnic group, foreshadows something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I am um, super curious. I'm curious how like how people, and I'd have to do some study. I don't know that I know, but like before Israel became a nation again, when was that? 1948. 
something like that. Yeah, when they officially came one, they got the land in like their early. Yeah, 1900s. so like before that, um, were dispensationalists like? I mean, I think they were looking for that to happen, and that's why there was such a great. Like, when that happened and when it became official and the United Nations recognized Israel as a nation or whatever, that's why everyone was like, okay, Jesus is coming back next year or whatever, because, you know, Israel was a nation again. Um, but to me, that doesn't have bearing on whether or not, uh, like, like Jesus isn't waiting for us to get the political nation of Israel right before he comes back. Right. Um, the, like, the political landscape of the globe is, is not like... Um, God's timeline. And I think it's actually deeply unhealthy to just watch the news and watch for things to be fulfilled and think that we can kind of figure out when it's getting closer. Obviously it is getting closer, but, um, but to say like, all right, now Israel's done this. And so that's going to happen here. And, and here's the timeline of events. And um, I think Jesus could come back and Israel be a nation. I think Jesus could come back and Israel not be a recognized, uh, you know, official nation. I think um, either can be, can be true. And so I, I know, part of the question was, you know, what do you think Israel's role is going to be? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What, what do you do? You have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I think I think there I think there could be some some uh, some interesting things with ethnic Israel at the end of time, um, like when Jesus returns. Because I'm an idealist, and so my view of eschatology is that the Bible reveals um, reveals future prophecy and patterns. And so I, I'm. I'm a partial preterist, meaning I think that most of the book of Revelation, for example, is fulfilled in the first century. I think it's primarily what it's about. Um, but I do think you see ideals or patterns that are revealed that do repeat throughout history with Antichrist powers. Um, even the rise of ethnic Israel, I think, can be part of that. Um, so I'm not sure how all that will work out because I won't. So, I don't know. But. So how do you take the 144,000 as the fullness of Israel? <clears throat> so, I, I kind of look at that as symbolic, yeah. So do you do you think that's something to come or something that's already happened or both? Both, uh, an idealist, I, I think I would say both. Yeah, okay, I figured but, you would. I, I see. Yeah. I, I take it as the early church was before was primarily Jewish. Mm -hmm. The the early the, the the New Testament church is what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, was primarily Jewish, um, and that that's how I take it. It was it was a revival, so to speak. So you'd say it's already fulfilled. Yeah. So I would too, but I would also be open to saying. I, I, w I would be open to saying, like in the end, in the end of time, there being a great revival of ethnic, ethnically Jewish people. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying there's no importance to you know the nation of Israel or ethnically Jewish people, um, but I don't think we should predicate our theology or eschatology on what, what a oh, for for the most part an unbelieving nation does. Yeah. yeah. Because because the New Testament I think makes it very clear. It's not. Ooh. It's not by your race and ethnicity. It's by your faith. And I want. I want to say something that's, uh, that. That even think about this. The the nation of Israel. When you study history, go study a guy named named William Blackstone out of England. He was the guy that was really pushing for the nation of Israel. Um, it was. It was. They were a pawn to bring Jesus back. Number one. Secondly, the other thing I find interesting is those who were pushing for a nation of Israel. They they were not. Um, they were not religious Jews. Hmm. They were secular Jews. Yeah. Almost entirely the secular Jews wanted the land, not the religious. Right. And there was reasons for that. The religious Jews actually won the land in South America, which is really weird. Hmm. Um, but they uh, – th so that almost happened. Israel almost was in South America, which is kind of crazy, but that's a whole different – Really? Yeah. That's I didn't a whole different that. story, yeah. That's where uh, Atlantis is, I think, and, right? No, what's well, in between uh, South and Africa. You got to go a little bit – East, yeah. 
What if the Jews got Atlantis? <laughs> they would be the last scoop again. That would really mess up our eschatology. Yeah. <laughs> I have no no idea what's happening here. Yeah, so the Zionists were secular. They weren't. They were not religious. It's just something that we we just kind of assume. We hear Israel, we think religious, but that just wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, listen. I just had breakfast uh, with Rick Blake, one of our deacons. Great man. He just got back from Israel. I know. And I looked at all his pictures, and it's amazing to yeah. the, the history of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see like the tension of the future of it all, right? Because yeah. everyone, all these different religious groups are like like betting the house on yeah. the future of their religion or their church, like being centered, you know, in all of that. Um, and it creates this like ridiculous tension, you know, so the oh, city's quartered imagine, off. Yeah. And, and Dude, everything. an idolatry of like stuff. Well, and, and it, so I was looking through all his pictures and yeah, everyone, everyone there, like Muslim, Christian, Orthodox, Catholic, like everyone there is like worshiping crap. Like it's yeah. it just like, like here's a rock and here's a, Here's a grave and um, and like people kissing it. Like you have videos of people like kissing things and it was it's just like yeah. That I don't think that's God's intent. And, and I think right. there's something beautiful about being able to go to the place that Jesus walked. Right. He literally stepped foot in this land, walked these places. Um, it's really cool. To, it is very to cool. appreciate the history, but uh, to go there and worship those things is is not God's intention. And and that's why I think it's dangerous to tie up your eschatology in a place. Yeah. The, the the two people that aren't doing that are, are your you know hopefully hoven, ho- hopefully healthy Christians and then the weird Mormons because they're like okay. Jesus came to America anyway we he, almost made it Jesus was a, American a, a whole listen. podcast without you abusing <laughs> That's the Mormons the <laughs> listen the Mormons are heretics but oh my gosh but I'll give them this they they they're smart on saving money on plane tickets because they're just like let's just make our whole religion based in America Amer- America so we don't have to fly. You know, yeah. across, halfway around the world. Utah, it's our holy land. Utah, that's the place. All right. <laughs> Shit is a beautiful place. Any of our Utah listeners, we mean no offense. No, it is a great place. You are it's ridiculous. Not All right. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to pretend like you are in the room right now. CJ, thank you so much for this question. It was a really good question. Um, for further reading, um, I know De- Deuteronomy uh, 7. Yeah, Deuteronomy 7. And then Second Samuel uh chapter seven has a lot of different things about um israel being the chosen nation um what are some new testaments romans one through eleven Uh, i mean chapters one through eleven yeah okay really really in in chapter four of romans is where paul begins kind of his argument about ethnicity and abraham um chapters nine through eleven deal with god's sovereign choice um but but he he Take, he takes some lines of logical conclusions and, you know, is God done with Israel? Things like that, which I think deals with what Jeremy started the podcast with, replacement theology. Um, yeah. Paul's answer is by no means that, that God's not done with people because they're ethnically Jewish. So I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of the term rep- replacement theology. Yeah. Um, it, it came out, there's a lot of racism in the Middle Ages, and I think that's, I don't know if it came out of that time period. But there was there a lot. There's a lot of blaming the Jews for killing Jesus, and therefore he turned to the Gentiles. Gotcha. So I, look, Martin Luther uh, has been has been said to be guilty of replacement theology. He had a Jewish racist problem. 
Um, well, in my, in he became deeply anti-Semitic like later in his life. Yeah. So I, I don't. Is, I think I've told you guys this before. Like usually, whenever we have a topic, I usually just Google fan. it. Yeah. Stop. And I'll Google what the topic is, and I'll look, read some things that are from like terrible sources, mm-hmm. and I'll then I'll read some things from really good sources. So Wikipedia talks about supersessionism uh, theology. Um, where the yeah, universal the, church... Yeah, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, it'd be the same thing, yeah. Same yeah, so thoughts. Luther... I mean, we love Martin Luther and, yeah. and all that he did for the church. Um, I mean, we are reformed in our theology, so the Protestant Reformation owes a lot to the work of Luther. But, he was a sinner. But he's a sinner, right. And, uh, and yeah, a lot of very racist tendencies, particularly later in life as he as he grew cold toward Jewish people. Um, and, and I think what's what's probably unfair is modern dispensationalists are quick to use the term replacement theology to describe covenantalists. Um, so so people like Jeremy and I, pastors, preachers, who would who would say um, the church is the church is at all times, not just the New Testament thing. Um, and that that God isn't necessarily just working through a one nation on earth. Um, it's not fair to say that people like that hold to replacement theology because it's not a replacement. And, and I think on the other side, uh, dispensationalism has a, a toxic wing of it itself. Not not that every dispensationalist, right. just like we, we're not everyone whose covenant is mm-hmm. replacement. Uh, I, originally, dispensationalists held that there were two ways to get saved. The Jews had... To follow the law to get saved, and Gentiles had to, were saved by grace. Now, I think it's equally unfair to say if you don't agree with us that somehow you're part of that, you know, right. heretical view of. There's a lot of reformed dispensationalists. Um, yeah. one, of, one of Heather's favorite uh, pastors and no. theologians, John, John MacArthur, no. yep. is a uh, is Mm-mm. a reformed wrong Calvinist dispensationalist. Wrong. <laughs> okay, Donald Trump. Wrong. Calm down. She likes. You big, don't like John MacArthur. False. She likes him bigly. False. Alistair Begg. I think Alistair Begg is. I really love Alistair Begg. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I listen to some of those guys. Yeah. I always think you're talking about Alex Trebek, and I was like, let the man rest Alistair in Begg. peace. But did he die? Alex yeah, he Trebek? Did. Yeah. The, the host of Jeopardy? Host? Yes. yes. Yeah, cancer. Go. I'm sorry. Okay, so, just, look, stop. Stay for my listen. ending. Okay. Okay, so, um, while you all have done a fabulous job stop get that look off your face can i give a resource before you do your sure ending? yes yes please do you all have any other thoughts too what yeah. is no <laughs> sorry i'm still my only other thought is there is a book called progressive covenantalism which kind of charts a course between covenantalism and dispensationalism um i would be more on the covenantal side of the spectrum um, but it's, it's a group of authors from Southern Seminary. This book was deeply helpful for me while I was studying some of this stuff and trying to figure it out. Um, it is a little bit heady and academic, but progressive covenantalism, if you want to dive into it, will, no, will uh, help you understand this uh, blessing of Abraham and what, what spiritual Israel is. You don't have to read it, Heather. It's I'm fine. Not, I wasn't going CJ, to. CJ, you might want to read it. CJ, yeah. Um, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so while... Um, you all did a really good job answering this question, and we really this was a really good question, CJ. We all had commented when Will had uh, told us you submitted it. So, if any of our listeners have any other 
any other good questions besides Will, Phil's, Will's, Phil's, Bill's? Bill. None of you all be cement questions. <laughs> um, I wanted to read something uh, out of Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us and crossed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your question, CJ. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on the New Heights Church app, and we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer. <laughs>